If I didn't cuss at you, how would you know I loved you? Please be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous black lesbian feminist and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hi. Hello. How you doing? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It's June. I don't know how it's June. I don't know how we got halfway through the month. I'm exhausted. I mean, oh. I don't know how we got halfway through the year. Yeah. <laughs> We're halfway through the year. I don't know how it's a quarter past June. I don't know. I feel like the sun is supposed to energize you. No. And I feel like it's draining me. I don't want to go outside. I'm tired. It's too hot. This is episode 38 of season three of That Black Couple. I am keeping it simple. Please go grab me a glass of water. We don't drink enough water. And by we, I mean Darren. You don't drink enough water. Okay. We're we're calling names. Okay. Darren Jackson. Okay. But, you know, I can be representative for the diaspora today. That's the diaspora fine. of people who don't drink water. We, we all need to hydrate. I think people who don't drink water and don't eat vegetables are zombies. Well, then I'm not a zombie. If you, not you, you're not a zombie. You have zombie. I don't, I'm a half zombie. Yeah, you're a half, you're a biracial. <laughs> you know what? I'm a light skinned zombie. Is that what you're saying? Light skinned zombie. <laughs> you need a nap. <laughs> Go take a nap. <laughs> you're a mixed person. <laughs> you mixed with zombie. <laughs> anyway you were a sicko all i'm saying is if you are above the big age of 30 and you still don't drink water and eat vegetables by choice this is not about accessibility don't nobody come for me i'm talking about by choice like i don't drink water or i don't eat vegetables i'm sorry you don't have enough friends you also haven't had a good brussels sprout and your gut is disgusting i love all of you Drink water and eat your vegetables. Yeah, go get a nice salad. Go get you a salad. Throw some things on there that don't aren't too mushy or whatever you got to do. But you eat you some vegetables and you drink you some water, especially if you black. Get regular. Especially if you black. Okay, so anyway. Have a seat. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. And I'm Darren. Before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK Couple. On Facebook at That Black Couple and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. You can stream episodes everywhere. That means SoundCloud. It means Apple Podcasts. It means Google Podcasts. It means Stitcher. It means all those places you stream podcasts. That's where you can find us. You can also find our extra special content on Patreon. So yes. make sure you pop over to, over to the Patreon site and become a patron because... Why would you not want more of us? Right. What is that? Patreon.com forward slash colored convos. Patreon.com slash colored convos media. Hey, now here's the thing. I would like to, I want to reveal something just for our listeners. Okay. Can I reveal something really quickly? It's a secret. It's one for him. Yes. Okay. 
I I did something last week. What'd you do? <clears throat> I downloaded an app. <sighs> what app was it? I downloaded iTunes. Yeah, I I'm still an Android user. I don't, I'm not, I'm not crossing over. I'm not buying an iPhone. I hate everything about Apple. I am not changing up. I had to download it because my partner has an iPhone and is one of those people who, I don't know, these people are like aliens. They're like, I can't date nobody who ain't got no iPhone because I can't FaceTime. <laughs> like there's no other apps that show your face in 2022. And then, and then your text messages are a different color. Oh no, when I send a text message, sometimes it's a box and not a smiley face. You know what? Okay, listen, uh, all the iPhone users who's listening, I'm not critiquing you personally. They're, they're all triggered right now, by the but way. But there all are fringe iPhone users who are really, really intense. <laughs> <laughs> who are really intense. And I'm like, girl, you did not build that phone. What did Barack Obama say? You didn't build it. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. Okay. Anyway, this is episode 38. We're talking about black queer pride. It's pride month. It is pride month. And we're both queer. Celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want us to talk about black queer pride. And I want us to also mention that we are going to have a bonus segment for our Patreon subscribers about critiquing the black middle class with respect to, to queerness in pride month. So that'll be something that we're newly going to start doing, just dropping a nice little tidbit, snippet, some of our conversations that we have that don't make the actual cut. And that's for folks who subscribe on patreon.com slash color convos media. There we go. Are you Let's ready get to get started? started? Let's do it. You going to start? First things first? First things first. All right, Darren. It is Pride this month. Yes. It is also Black Music Appreciation Month. I know you are. I know you are excited. Yes, because I truly, truly, in my spirit, <laughs> in my soul, in your spiritus, in in the recesses of your heart, of my existence, in your bone marrow, I truly appreciate black music. I know you do. Because black do. music has got me through. <laughs> you was born old. I was. I you was. came out like, hey, where is that Luther? I was born by the river. Born by the river. In a little tent. In a little tent. Oh, that was and me. I know <laughs> that's, that's who I am. It's, it's in my marrow. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's one of the things I always liked about you. Because you was like 17. And you was like, I don't care. Uh, I'm about to really about to pop in this uh, Brian McKnight. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Be who you are, baby. Be who you are, young man. <laughs> I mean, it's... Music is a universal language. It is. You know, and I, I just think, you know, you have to be able to accept it for what it is and Absolutely. what it can do for you. Absolutely. And for me, you know, a wide range of things speak to me. Let us talk. Tell us about it. Well, I mean, the first first thing I want to say really quickly, Black Music Appreciation Month, it really was started all the way back in 1979. Okay. Um, President Jimmy Carter was the one who, who actually started it. Um because you want to celebrate musical influences that comprise the essential part of our nation's treasured cultural heritage. Really? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. No Peanuts. wonder. See, the black people like him. I know. He, he wasn't a bad dude. We kind of. He got a bad rap. We kind of fuck with him. Yeah, he, he all right. Yeah, he all right. You know? Yeah. And so, and so what I like to say for black, uh, for black Music Appreciation Month, I just think we should honor the legacy of black music. Mm-hmm. 
all the people that came that paved the way that that made the opportunities that we have today for people to shine and make new music and new art forms today. So Mm -hmm. um, it means to me this month, it means celebrating people like John Coltrane, Mm -hmm. people like Quincy Jones, Mm -hmm. Sarah Vaughn, Mm -hmm. um, but also the Whitney's of the world. Whitney Houston. Right. The Luther's. The Luther's. And also the Jasmine Sullivan's, Ugh. the Anderson Pox, the PJ Morton's, right? We, there's a rich, rich, rich legacy mm-hmm. of black people innovating and just creating beautiful, beautiful music mm-hmm. that speaks not just to black people, but to the whole world. I agree. And so, you know, I, I'm i the younger of us, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> By a few months. Okay. And those months matter because, you know, um, while you're listening to Luther and the Coltrane, I'm listening to Kehlani and Sid. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I I agree with everything you're saying, but my vibe has always been the newer contemporary R&B. Mm-hmm. I love the new vibes. I love these mood singers. I, I, she, Janae Aiko doesn't grew on me. I don't know what she did, but she did it. I still don't like SZA, and I don't think I ever will. However, but, but, but we're going to still appreciate But her I appreciate what month. she's done, and I love that polyamorous song she'd be talking about on the weekend. On the weekend. You know what I'm saying? So what I will say is I think that this month is really also important to think about these black and queer musicians who are really doing interesting things with their music. I think about Sid a lot because Sid has this new album, um, Broken Hearts Club, which is I play every day. Um, but Sid is dope because she's actually just singing about being gay. Yep. Like, nah, I'm gay. And it's like in the music. Kehlani does this. Um, I don't know if it's Azian, how you say it, but Azian yeah. does this. And I think that there are a lot of performers who have been fearful about, about coming out clearly in their music. But you have like folks like Lil Nas X and Janelle Monet I mean, and e- Frank Ocean. Even Tyler, the creator. Tyler is a little bit different. Tyler, a little Tyler, different. Tyler will walk up to somebody very masculine like, hey, you know, I suck dick. Just to fuck with them. He I feel like he's a little bit different. He'd be like. <clears throat> but that's that's the new age. Hey, Breakfast Club. How do you like uh, rear in penises? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? But that's that's my point, though. This is exactly my point. You know, it's be- it's because of all the work that other people have done. Yeah. That he can do that. Like you think about someone even like a Johnny Mathis. Mm. Like he came out, I think. I want to say it was like the 80s. Mm. Like he's he said, oh, something like I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to think about because of people like that, that were. You know what's sad, though? What? Luther never came out. Luther never came out. He never had a chance. And, and we will never. No, no. No, no. We'll never know, no, <laughs> we'll no. Never know, no. We'll, ne- we'll never know, no, no. But, the, but that's actually funny that you bring up Luther because Johnny Mathis, he came out. And actually he got so much negative yeah. blowback from that that he actually retracted. Yeah. He actually went back into the closet. And I think that made a lot of people. And then came out again later. Right. It made a lot of people really <laughs> apprehensive about it. Yeah. And and I think that that culture in the 80s, like, especially with the AIDS epidemic that people were not yep. understanding at all, like, was really detrimental to a lot of queer people. People don't understand how much history since 1969 has happened and yeah. how much harm has happened to queer folks. It's terrible. It is terrible. But that's why we are now celebrating both Black Music Appreciation Month and, and Pride. Pride. So now we have to talk about our queer experiences. Next section. Whew, you ready? It. I'm ready. All right. This podcast is supported 
by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. Okay, we're back. We're back. It's time for the conversation. Are you ready to conversate? I love that word. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to write conversate in my Catholic school, and my teacher was like, that's not a word. I'm like, in my community, it is. It is for black folk. I'm like, Ebonic says, she was like, go to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> not on these school grounds. Not in this white school. <laughs> conversate. So let's talk about our queer experiences. Okay. Let's do it. And I want to give like a nice <laughs> summary of mine because it's, it's really sad. <laughs> so... I've been gay for a long time, right? But I grew up in like a gay mecca. Like I grew up in a place where my gay did not qualify. Like yeah, people were so gay in Oakland and Berkeley and San Francisco that my gay was like, girl, bye. So like I didn't, nobody cared. So <laughs> nobody even really noticed. Like I was a basketball player in high school and, and junior high school and you know, I went through my masculine phase. I did, wore all the baggy clothes. I didn't want to have hair. I cut all my hair off. I did all the things to signal like, hey, everybody, I'm gay. And people who knew, who knew, knew. Like, people picked up on it. You know, my cousin, you know, there were people who were like, hey, girl, I see you. Um, but I still was very closeted because I have a very religious family. And even though I think people knew I was queer, they were fearful of it. And they were like, maybe we can turn her back straight. So it became like a campaign to like sexify me up and like make me a girl. Do people still do that? I don't know. Do people still think, you know what, you seem gay. Let's just expose you to dick. Let's just turn you in a different direction. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't <laughs> You know, like I really think it was like maybe we just exposed her to the penis. She won't go that direction. Here I am, thirty seven. Knee deep. The snake was supposed to charm you. Like, like, knee deep, Coochie. (laughs) I'm really not. I'm really not. Not There's there's no knees in the Coochie. But my point being, like, the church was like, no, not. We can't lose another one. And they tried to, like, convert me. You know what I'm saying? So I went through this really rough respectability phase where I was like, my body is a temple. I was awful. And. Like, I had so much guilt about being gay and about my fantasies and about the fact that when I thought about sex, it wasn't with people with penises. It was definitely people that had the same body type as me, you know? And that was from early childhood. I knew that. That was very clear to me as early as seven or eight years old. But I could never talk about it. And it became a very scary thing for me because it's like, you know, they tell you, oh, you're going to hell and, you know, whatever else. So I became fearful of it. So I just buried and tucked it away. Well, lucky you, you met me during that time. So boom, bam, pow, three kids. Pow, pow, pow. But like, you know, growing up in in Oakland like that, around all the people who were allowed to be super gay was really hard. You know what I'm saying? And like, I did gay shit because people were gay, but it was very hard to always be somebody's secret. And I still to this day struggle with like being somebody's secret. I just don't like it. Yeah. And it's very important to me that when people like me or want to be with me, 
that they are very public about it because it has been a side of trauma for me being a queer girl who had to hide herself for for so long. Well, and I th- I think acceptance is a is a kind of universal thing for queer people mm-hmm. because there's so many ways that we are not accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like it it made it harder for me to accept myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, am I real? Because the person that I I'm like like a lot doesn't think I'm real. So is it even real? Which is why I didn't even think I was gay until I was like 30. Because I started talking to people. I was like, hey, I watched this comedy special. I watched this comedy special. She was saying that this stuff is gay. Is this gay? And they're like, yeah, girl. I was like, you don't do that? And it was like, no. I was like, you don't like boobs? And they're like, no. I'm like, you don't touch on girls. No. I was like, stop it. Yes, you do. And they're like, girl, that's because you gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I just didn't, I just thought that girls are very fine. I really, I like them. I like them a lot. And so I just thought everybody knew that. <laughs> I thought it was a universal thing. No. <laughs> like, no. So, so then my first was like, hey, girl, they pat me on the shoulder. Hey. Hey. Hey, you're gay. <laughs> hey. Hey, I think you're gay. But I mean, how important is that? <laughs> to be affirmed in that way it was really nice and like i tried i tried to come out to people and they were and nobody was surprised nobody nobody cared you know no matter the age or background or where i knew them from so i mean for me you know that was my queer experience it was very very complicated but i do feel very affirmed in my 30 something adult life like i didn't really come out as a lesbian until maybe two-ish three-ish years ago and before that, I was like, maybe I'm pen, maybe I'm bi, maybe I'm a queer. I don't. And now, just lesbian feels the like yeah. the best fit for me, and I'm really happy about that. So that's my journey. Wow, it's it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like my queer journey is it's very similar to that, but mm-hmm. obviously different, but still very similar to that because I had the same kind of like like disbelief. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is when you're growing up. <laughs> You know, you, I've said this before, but I feel like as a kid, you normalize your experience as the same experience that everyone else has. Correct. Yes. So your urges and and what you see and how your life is structured, you think, oh, everyone, everyone is doing the same things. Absolutely. Unless something is like pointed out to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, growing up as a boy, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of messaging Mm -hmm. about sexuality, about being masculine about asking a girl out on a date Mm -hmm. about the first time at prom night you know Mm -hmm. all all these like messages and programming that you get Mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a very interesting phenomenon because i think in that same messaging there's also the same messaging of boys don't know what they're doing yeah so in a way when you're perceiving that you not knowing or feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. or or things not necessarily like you're not you're not made to believe that it should come naturally yeah right you're supposed to you know boys are dumb boys don't know boys are hypersexual or mm-hmm. they're 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 silly or you know like there's all these this awkwardness that that boys are kind of allowed yeah and so in that you think oh well you know this is normal. I'll figure it out. It'll right. at some point it clicks in. It clicks in. You know, you figure it out. Right. And so for me, growing up asexual, mm-hmm. I never ever felt like 
how I felt was weird. Yeah. My assumption was that this is everyone. Mm. Everyone goes through this. And then you try it and you figure it out and you you might be really bad at sex one time. And then, you know, you might be bad at sex for a very long time. And then at some point, someone pulls you aside and says, you're bad at sex. Here's the right <laughs> way. You know, like. I, you think about I, I mean you think about the TV shows and the movies yeah. like that's that's the message that's that definitely you get. A, of the plot of an Ashton Kutcher film from the 2000s exactly right <laughs> and so and so for me I'm like oh you know yeah I'll figure this out you know nothing's wrong nothing yeah this is this is everyone's experience and so it took me so long to really come to grips and understand like oh wait no mm-hmm. you queer yeah this this is this is not quote the, unquote the norm the norm yeah. of what everyone else is experiencing the stuff that you were seeing that's not your experience yeah and so even then once i came to grips with that it took a lot of time for me to then go back and reprocess my own yeah. life through a different lens you got to unlearn stuff you have to unlearn it and then and then see yourself in situations and go oh uh-huh. when you when they said that and you didn't know what the fuck they was talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah <laughs> that's because that's because yeah, you was different it didn't apply to you like the uh, most of the other like, people what? in the room probably did get it and yeah. you didn't like when all the when all the girls and the boys was pairing off and he was like i don't get it and they was like yeah. you gotta find you a man i was like why <laughs> maybe it's because you didn't want one girl maybe you're gay yeah <laughs> maybe that's the problem or i mean not a problem but you know not a problem but yeah but i think that's what's also interesting now coming into the today where all of these ideas and these these identities are so much more in the forefront. Yeah. That people can understand and really own these identities much earlier. Like I was, you know, I'm in grad school right now and as a late thirties grad student. A grad um, student OG. You know, the majority of people I'm in school with are, you know, a decade or more younger than me. Yeah. And I, I came across another student um who who was asexual and i was like this is so interesting because that's not where i was at that age Mm -hmm. at that age i had i i didn't know what being asexual was yeah i had no understanding at all yeah so to see someone that much younger than me that was fully like yep Mm. that's my identity i was like that's amazing that's cool to even think that people have those things now i know and it makes me wonder where we're going to go into the future that's like when i was looking at these prom photos and i saw all these queer babies and they was going to prom yeah and i was like oh my god that is so cool these are the coolest kids i have ever seen in my life i mean our kids are cool but these queer babies at their proms oh my god they are so cute and i'm like living vicariously through them because i was not able to do that at prom like i went with my best friend to prom who I also thought was queer. And so I was like, yay, we're gay together. <laughs> you but know? not really. And then I went to another prom with a boy who was like in love with me. And it was just so awkward and I hated it so much. And like, I felt like I was supposed to like him because he was the church boyfriend, you know? And I'm like, girl, you really was having fake boyfriends for three weeks and stuff. You was doing the whole gay thing. Like I couldn't stand them boys for longer than 30 days. And I was like, please stop calling me. Mm-hmm. So I think when we think about our queer experiences, I mean, we we are very similar in some respects because both of us came to naming ourselves explicitly later in life. And, you know, sometimes I am sadder about that. I feel like I missed out a lot. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm excited that even in my 30s, I'm still self-actualizing and I'm still doing the work to 
figure out who I am. Yeah, just I feel like it's just a different path. Yeah. And so it's like you take this path and you look at all these doors and you're like, nope, 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 nope. This is the right door for me. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a certain level of confidence and groundedness mm-hmm. in who you are and how you're going to live the rest of your life. But also, you and I just had our 16th wedding anniversary. Yes, we did. And we've been together for 20 years. Yes, we have. So that also means we got to go through our queer journey together. Yeah, and I think that that's a unique and amazing experience as well. And we caught each other when we still were trying to be straight. So we got three kids out of it. <laughs> High we five. kept the best of both worlds. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. Please consider giving us 5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colorcombosmedia. All donations are welcome. Well, this is the reflection. Yes, it is. We're closing out the episode. And it's a special reflection. It is. I've got news. Big news. Big news. Are you ready? Oh, I'm more than ready. I am going to be on television. Yes, you are. I'll TV be on, star. I'll, uh, no, 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 there we go. <laughs> Let's watch it first. Let's watch it first because the bitch is awkward. I will be on Discovery Plus's show called Book of Queer. Mm-hmm. I will be speaking about Ma Rainey, Josephine Baker, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, and talking about the Stonewall riots. Uh, I am going to be on specifically two episodes that I know of on June 9th and June 30th, but you should watch the whole series, which started actually on June 2nd. So watch it every week, once a week, all the way through June 30th for Pride Month and Happy Pride. I am so excited. Me too, bitch. <laughs> I am so excited. I am too, if nigga. You, if you don't have your Discovery Plus, get that shit. Get it set up. Steal somebody's password. I believe. No, we're not stealing passwords. Okay, sorry, don't steal it. Because we're trying to support. Borrow the. Uh, no, we're supporting. We're, we're uh, subscribing. Subscribe. I believe. I believe there's a free trial for like free trial a week or something. Discover- don't do anything. Don't do anything illegal. Don't be illegal. We're supporting. S- support it. What we want is we want all the streams. We want all the streams. We want. Legally. We want Discovery. To look at Book of Queer yes. and go, holy shit, let's do another round. Yes, do that. What he said. Because we're supporting the queers. We are. Because it's Pride Month. Hey, that's it. And hey. if you can, the episodes that Jen is on, stream knows a couple the, extra the times. Mostest. So then they go, shit, Who's this, this bitch, Jen woman? This Jen, she got people rewatching 10 Who times. Who's this bald-headed girl from Oakland? We need to bring her back for season two. Who that's when it's... That's what we need. Who this girl with these facial piercings and tattoos? Who does she think she is? That's the type of support we're looking for. We're, June 9th, June 30th. We're looking 30th. for multiple streams. We're looking for sharing on Book Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We're looking for all the type of support. I'm so glad. Thank you, dear. Book, you are Book very of Queer. Welcome. Book of Queer. Look it up. Discovery Plus. Your girl's there. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatblkcouple, on Facebook at thatblackcouple, and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye!